1: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
0: Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis with us. She was with me back in 2015, has spent years studying and teaching about dreams. She's a three-time breast cancer survivor whose dreams diagnosed her cancer. She credits her survival to conventional treatment combined with her dreams as a diagnostic tool She's one of 20 case studies from a paper on precognitive dreams that diagnosed breast cancer recently published in a medical journal. I'll introduce Larry Burke later when he comes on. The name of the book that Kathleen and Larry Burke have written is called Dreams That Can Save Your Life. Kathleen, welcome back. It's always Thank good you, to know Lord. you're doing okay.
1: I'm doing great. I'm, I'm still healthy as can be. Good for you. <laughs>
0: Was it the dream that saved you, in your opinion?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. How so? Well, um, you know, the dream told me, "quote unquote, you have breast cancer." Uh this this, you know, monk that came into my dream that I talked about uh, years ago with you, yeah. took my hand, put it on my breast and said, "Can you feel that?" And I said in the dream, "Yes, I can." And the monk said, "You go back to your doctor tomorrow." Without an appointment, and you tell him that you need uh, exploratory surgery because that is the only thing that is going to find it and At that point, I had already been to my doctor three times over a three month period, having mammograms, blood tests, and physical exams so if that that monk had not come back to me and insisted that I go to the doctor. Um, I wouldn't be here on your show talking to you. And when the monk said that, when he said, go back to your doctor tomorrow without an appointment, I started crying in the dream. And um, I said, you know, my doctors aren't listening to me. They're giving me the same mammograms, blood tests, physical exams, and uh, they're not helping me. If you want me to live, if I really do have breast cancer and I'm not just dreaming this, uh, help me. And so this Franciscan monk, and I have no idea why it's a Franciscan monk, but this Franciscan monk handed me a tiny feather and said, you use this like a sword tomorrow to cut through your doctor's arguments that so you'll get the tests you need Amazing. to live. And I did. I was in stage 2 breast cancer, very aggressive, and it was in a lymph node.
0: Tell me, Kathleen, who you think the monk might have been, if anybody.
1: Who? Would the monk have been? I mean, I don't. Was know. he a
0: symbol of somebody you had known?
1: No, I'm not. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a symbol of anyone I would have known. Um, I don't know any monks. I don't even really know any nuns. So um, the only thing that I can possibly think of. Is my father was orphaned, and he was raised by what he called the brothers. He was in um, a a Catholic, I guess, monastery. He was raised by brothers who and they're strict. They're very strict. Very strict. And that—that's the only connection I have.
0: Remarkable. When you would uh, be awake, Mm -hmm. did you have any inclination that you had breast cancer prior to the dreams?
1: Oh, absolutely not, George. I mean, seriously, my, my life was such that um, one of the reasons why it didn't show up anywhere is, number one, I was young. And my doctor kept telling me, well, you're too young for breast cancer. It doesn't run in your family, so you don't have it. Because I kept saying, what if, what if? And he kept saying, no, 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 it's not. But I played tennis all the time. I scuba dived. I rode horses. I was very active, uh, worked out. I didn't have to work. I wasn't under any stress. I mean, you know my my husband. I'm pampered. And uh, yet I got breast cancer, and it changed my life because then I realized that if my dreams saved my life, how many other women are out there that are having dreams and ignoring them? And so I I made this uh, promise to, I guess, the universe that if I survived this because the second time when I found recurrence, in the dreams, and I had to go back to my doctors. It was nine by eleven centimeter tumor, and the doctors didn't even think I was going to live.
0: Unbelievable! I guess you could say this is a gift.
1: Yeah, you know, when we get Dr. Larry Burke on, and you're going to just love him. You know, you you meet certain doctors that are that are one in a million, but he's one in a lifetime. Um, he's going to be talking about how the women that he found were a higher percentage than anybody thought. And so if we could find these people in like four months' time to write this book, and that's the only amount of time we had from the time we signed the contract with our publisher. We had no stories. We had three chapters that we kind of threw together and sent it out, and it went into a bidding war. And, um, you know, all of a sudden we had to find these other stories, and boom, they just started coming in left and right.
0: So do you think this is a process of the brain, that there's some mechanism within our human body that creates this kind of watchdog, or is it something of consciousness outside of the physical body?
1: I think it's outside the physical body, George, I really do. I think it's beyond Earth, Um, and the reason I feel that, no, the reason I know that, you know, you have beliefs, and then you know, and you know when you've experienced something, In this book, we have a section where people dreamed for others and told them that they had cancer, and then they went to the doctor and found out, yes, it was true. For other
0: people they dreamed.
1: They did. For instance, we had daughters that dreamt of cancer for their mothers and saved their mothers' lives. We have a story in here where a daughter dreamt that her mother had uterine cancer and was going to die in three months. That's what the dream said. And the dream said, oh, and by the way, you've got breast cancer. Get to the doctor. And they were both true. Now, that raises the question, George, where did that come from? And almost all of these dreamers in this book um, had voices that told them, or they would have some symbolic dreams, but a lot of them also had deceased loved ones who came back into their dreams and told them that they had cancer and gave them information they could not possibly have had. Now, if they had a diagnostic dream, it's possible that because they had the disease in their body, their body was telling them in a dream. But how do you explain deceased loved ones coming into somebody's dream and telling them that they have the cancer? and giving them other information that is later validated. Because every single dream in this book, George, is validated by pathology reports.
0: And in terms of the illnesses, it's not just cancer that people dream about, right?
1: No, no. We have cystic fibrosis. Uh, We have diabetes. you know, that's a big deal right now with the millennials. Um, We have all kinds of illnesses. No, not just cancer.
0: Just remarkable, is it God given? In your I, opinion, I,
1: I do. I think we're born with it. I think it's a God given uh, uh, way to reconnect with our higher power and our loved ones, especially in our darkest hour. We're never alone. And I know that you know people are going, "Oh, ghosts, ghosts, ghosts are coming back." Well, you know, I think it's a little more than that. I think that when we are in our darkest hour. Our loved ones on the other side are given permission to come back and give us information necessary for us to stay alive. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.